Welcome in to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, um, it's hard to believe Professor Burgess here. And, of course, let me introduce you to Professor Bussey. Uh, here at Rick and Bubba University, we are handing out degrees in common sense. Common sense, as we've talked about many times, Bubba has become a superpower. Uh, and also, this is a place where logic is not an enemy. Nope. nope. So we're going to talk about a number of things. Today, this is going to be some things that are a little off the the beaten path, and we always want your feedback. And you can email us rick at rickandbubba.com, bubba at rickandbubba.com, or go to rickandbubba.com and you can find our contact information. Since this is kind of a, a new adventure for us to get into the uh, podcast world, now our, our live show, you can go get you know podcast archives, but this is a, a unique podcast, and, and we certainly want to hear your feedback, uh, especially if you're a fan of, of the main show. and and we want to know what you want the podcast to, the kind of the lane you want it to be in of things that we don't already do on the live show. And some of the emails so far, Bubba, have been have been eye opening, and some of them have been troubling. We may have a podcast talking about the email that we've got talking about the podcast, but that is for another day. All right, so let's let's unpack this because on the show this week you were you were sick on Monday, uh, and you were unable to be here. You and I uh, both found out about this. There's a four eleven series of books and there's yeah, it's four, called missing 411 yeah, yeah missing 411 and different types of, of missing people and the one that we were drawn into because you and i if, you, if you're not familiar with this bub and i love the outdoors uh, we hunt uh, quite a bit uh, and enjoy that well this uh 411 was was of course 411 was don't was completely dedicated to people who have gone missing in the great outdoors and really a lot of them who were hunting Rick, Missing 411, The Hunted was the name of it. It's by David Pilatus. He's a, a former uh, police officer involved in SWAT, uh, street crimes. Uh, he was a detective with San Jose for, for many, many years. And then he went into this, he said, after being asked by some rangers about the number of people who'd gone missing in our national parks. And according to him, there was like 1,600 people who'd gone missing in the in the parks and he he did a show on it and he's got some background with the bigfoot stuff and all that and i, I you know but i thought on missing 411 the hunted he did a great job of just setting up these cases giving you the facts letting you see the places talk to the people and really didn't draw a conclusion to it now toward the end it got a little weird with some bigfoot stuff but in the beginning especially those first few cases i thought were very interesting well, let's unpack that a minute because what happened was, and that's why we love having the podcast, normally you and I would have unpacked this together on Monday's program, but you weren't there. Right. And I was going to wait on you, and then, of course, the rest of our team, Speedy and Greg and Hams, <laughs> are like, well, we and, – and two of our guys had talked to Bubba at a ball game on Saturday, so they were like, we've already heard Bubba on some of this. We want to hear what you have to say. And I'll tell you what troubled them is that you and I both said the same thing I don't know what's happened to these people. Right. Uh, and, and I thought I would be able to look at it and say, well, I have an explanation here, an explanation there. I, I didn't come away with that. And, and I would, I would, now that you and I are talking together for the first time about it in depth, uh, it was troubling. Yeah, David Pilatus lays out several of these cases. And, and Rick, we're, we're outdoorsmen. We like to hunt like many other people do in this country. And – you know, most of those people we know who hunt are, are good outdoorsmen. They're conservationists. They, they, they know their weapons they have. They take care. They train. I mean, this is something they do for enjoyment, but they're very good at it. And so when you see a show that documents 
kind of what we do where we go out and people go to hunting stands and then when it's time to come in, somebody doesn't come back and they go looking for them and they can't find them. And they literally vanish without a trace. Now, that leads you to, well, what the heck happened to them? Well, you think if they had had an accident or an animal had attacked them, you would find remains. Something. You would find clothing. Uh, an animal's not going to eat a gun. Um, but in a lot, of, a lot of these cases, these people just literally disappear without a trace. And that's what's so disturbing. And most of them are very good outdoorsmen who've been doing this for a long time. Well, and here are some things that you touched on that really bother me because I, I really I'm, I'm quite skeptical and critical of any of this. Right. I always think there's an answer somewhere beyond you know aliens, Bigfoot, right. and the paranormal. Okay, now the paranormal that could be a different topic. We'll get on that a little bit today of one option that's out there, but. The thing that I couldn't get past, and if I really, I know there were many cases that were talked about, but the two that that just seemed to be the most simplistic, meaning you ran into a dead end quicker, right? Was the first one, which was an 82 year old man who'd been hunting as long as he was an adult, and probably since he was a child, right? And yes, he's 82, so I can hear you thinking, well, he's 82, but hang on, they were doing the type of hunting where you really don't get that far apart from each other, even though you're all facing the same way. And they're set up, it's called driving deer, which means... Or a man drive yeah, in man this case. Yeah, right. man drive in this case. And so they, they would go down and separate themselves, come off a dirt road, all facing the same way. Right. And then another group would loop around, right. go up over the mountain, and literally run the game toward them, in this case, deer. And um, they did that, and the guy, he just never came back. Yeah, and he wasn't... I mean, they weren't right next to each other by any stretch, but... They were yards apart, right, not right. not miles, not miles apart. Right. And so, and he's an older gentleman, which means he probably didn't go that deep in the woods. They they estimate about forty yards, maybe. Right, right. And, and so, when they went to, there was a rock where they thought, well, he probably was sitting here, or he was in this area, based on the communication that we all did have. Right. And to Bubba's point, they they still to this day have never found his gun, never found his walkie-talkie, never found any remains. Not a shred of clothing. Yeah, and so, and then when they bring the canines in, the canines go to where they said he probably would be sitting, and then they, the canines should then, if he wandered off in his age, they or he would track him. Yeah, yeah, and of course they said they know he didn't shoot anything because they're using rifles, and they right. were close enough they would have heard him shoot. So, if he wandered off, the canines just keep on on his trail, and sadly, you may find his body or or find him wandering around, but they don't find anything and they still haven't found anything and they devoted quite a bit of effort to cover what frankly was not that big of an area based on how long they were hunting and where he would be located so david Pilatus lays out not only in this story but other ones very similar to that and he looks at the commonality of these right. things and i think he he lays that out and I, I like that part of it very much because i do think numbers don't lie if you ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out there appears to be some commonality to a lot of these things. One is they happen in clusters. In other words, at, in the same area. They seem to, to, to group up. I, I think I can probably understand the reason for that. But the others, they disappear without a trace. Bloodhounds are usually brought in, and they, they have no scent. They don't pick up a scent and go to the creek and lose it. They never have a scent at all. Right. The other thing is a lot of the areas, he said, had boulders in them. 
I thought that was on. Well, Rick, and here's here's what I think on the clusters and the boulders. These people are not disappearing on city streets. Okay, they're in the woods. You're going to have boulders in the mountains in the woods. Yeah, sure. I, I think that, and the fact that they're clusters too. We're talking about areas where people would go to hunt or national parks or something like that. That might have something to do with it. I don't know. But, you know, when you just look at the possibilities here, and I have to break them down into my own personal categories. I hope you'll That's bear fine. with me That's on that. Uh, one, I call extreme human behavior or EHB. Okay. okay. All right. That would be your bad puppies out there. That's your drug dealers, your human traffickers, your serial killers. Okay. That's the, that's the extreme human behavior group. Okay. The other is unknown physical phenomenon or UPP, and that would be a real-life animal or something. That Bigfoot would fall under that, okay? You're saying an animal we don't know. That we don't know. A something creature of some kind that we have not documented. That is just simply— So we don't know his calling card because right. we don't know about him. It, he, he just simply inhabits the earth like we do. We just are not aware of him, okay? The next one would be the AEs, I call them, are alien encounters, okay? Now, I put the aliens, though, kind of like I do the uh, unknown physical phenomenon. If it was alien involvement, that this category would be they're just like us, maybe a little more uh, evolved technically, but they're, they're just planetary travelers. They're just out there. You know, kind of like we did when we went west. You know, they're the they're the, you know, the uh, who am I trying to say the uh, the two explorers that went out Lewis west. and Clark. Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Of, they're the Lewis and Clark of the galaxy. Of the galaxy, or the solar they're, system, or whatever. They're okay. Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, and right. his gang from Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. All right. Now the last group, and it's kind of a catch-all, but I call it the trans-dimensional travelers, or TDT. Now I've, all these initials I've made up myself. Just my my I like process. Them. I like them. But we are believers, we are Christians, so we know that there are things that exist in other dimensions, okay? So that would be angels, demons, maybe a higher-level type alien that had the ability to move in and out of dimensions or wormholes or some of that stuff, okay? It's kind of the catch-22 when it doesn't fit in something else, too, okay? So to me, there's four categories there of something that could have happened to these people other than just an accident. But if it was an accident, Mm -hmm. wouldn't we find some kind of trace? Yeah, and the reason why I want to land on the 82-year-old man and I want to land on the elk hunter who had the knee injury. Yes, because he didn't walk far. Right, yeah. Is because they they vanish off the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. The others, you find things odd, like we found a body, but there was something weird about it. Yeah, or Or, a piece of clothing. Or we found a backpack or something. And we found boots, and then later we found his skull and and his pelvic bone. And and that's what I'm focusing on, too. I think the first two, if you you, see that special, you know what Let's stay there because these others, you, you got all kinds of theories. Because let's go to the elk hunter now. So the elk hunter, to me, was very intriguing because we know how far he went. Yeah. Uh, his, his hunting group said he had a knee that was bothering him. They were hunting with bows, so you, you wouldn't hear a shot. Right. So I, I right. acknowledge that. Right. But the dogs kind of stopped had that a, there. But he had a sidearm, I think. Yes, he did. Yes. And so he goes 150 yards. They even know where he went. Yeah, goes downhill to a place that they know. And they saw where he made himself a blind so the elk would not easily see him. Right. Okay? Which is a normal deal for elk hunters. So they go with the canines, when he doesn't come back, to the blind. Canines go directly to the blind like they should, 
get to the blind. And so if you go, well, he shot a bow at an elk, he had a bad knee, he went looking for it, seeing if it was down. Well, then then the canines would have followed that trail. Right. Well, they have no trail. Right. Of of any kind. And his bow's never found, his sidearm's never found, his clothes are never found, his body's never found. If he had wandered off to follow a shot, and let's just say a grizzly bear or a bear, huh. whatever, something attacked him. They would be some kind of remains. They would be blood. They would be clothing. Yeah. They would be the metal left from the guns. I mean, it's just it's so bizarre that it's just completely nothing. And we know these two men were looked for a lot. Yes, extensively. Extensively overtime. with a lot of people. Uh, the, back to the 82-year-old man, they used string to be sure they weren't re, you know, looking at a place again. And they said the place looked like a spider web by the time they yeah. were done. They set up grid patterns. Grid yeah. patterns, and, and, they, and they couldn't find anything. And they still haven't found anything on either one of these two men. So I guess to, to ask the question. What happened? Professor Bussey, in your opinion, which one of these categories you laid out would, would you think were most likely? Well, I think at this point you have to rule out most likely on anything well, because true. we're talking about oddities here. Yeah, yeah, right. But but they're not here. So what happened? How here? do you explain the dogs? Okay, I, I can't. Okay, I can't right. explain. What, I know unless they just disappeared right up into thin air. Um, I think you have to start, and I know as people listen back to this, they're going to go, "Well, my gosh, y'all are crazy, right?" But that's all right. I that, think it, you have. That's to start, why we have RBU the podcast. Yeah, you have to start with my first category of extreme human behavior, or EHB, I call it. Right. Um, is it possible too that some of these people didn't want to be found? That they did what they could to disappear, but why? Uh, like the eighty-two-year-old man, he's he's family man. He's I mean, why would he want that? Right. You know, it doesn't even make sense. But let me ask you this, because we know that there are drug dealers in the world, and we know there's human traffickers, and we know that there's serial killers out there, and and probably a lot more of those than we're frankly all of us know. Right. But I think there there's a possibility that some of these people, let's say you're a, a serial killer type. And you feel this need, and, and it, you're fighting it maybe, you know, you're battling your own demons with this. And you try to just move away from the world and live out on your own to get away from it all. And then if you see somebody getting in your area, does that, does that trigger. trigger you again that you have to go and protect your area? Um, I know they even alluded to in the show that with a lot of drug dealers, they will booby trap their areas to protect them yeah and you know could that be in the way of a of a hole that they dig that someone could fall into break their neck never regain consciousness and everything they got all literally disappears but then how do you cover that hole up how do you keep the people from finding it or is it an old uh you know uh, some kind of sinkhole or something and it'd be totally accidentally happened that way i don't know but, but it has to cover itself back up, though. Yeah, I, I, I know. Rick, every time I go down a path, I, I end up on a wall. Well, I, can't, I, I can't get through the maze. I was going to go through this. You veered off into a category. You know, we come up with our own categories, which I, I talked about on the show, but it was refuted pretty quick, and that, of course, is the DTS, deliverance-type stuff. Yes. And that is, <laughs> like, like you, you're out in, you're out in right. nowhere, and you think it's, in, it's uninhabited. Right. But it is. But, but there's people that live out there, and as you said, they're off the grid. Mm-hmm. They're rough, rough people. Yeah. I'm talking about like they can be. And they rude. don't want to be found yeah. and, and bothered. But then wouldn't we find they got to live somewhere? 
Wouldn't we find a cabin? Wouldn't we find a lean-to? Wouldn't we find— Well, you would think. I mean, these people think. somewhere. I mean, and, and by somebody disappearing, they have to know that they would only bring more attention to themselves because now you got bloodhounds, you got search teams, you got helicopters flying over. Mm-hmm. So are you doing yourself a favor with that? Well, when I go back to your category about demonic forces and principalities— Yes, DTT. D, <laughs> D, D, yeah. Let me start over. T-D-T. Yeah. Trans-dimensional travel. Right. right. All right, so that's one for us is an easy one. Whether you believe what we believe or not, we believe it. Yes. So we say yes. We know a third of the angels went with Lucifer, and they are in a, they're on the bad side of everything. God has punished them. They've literally been sentenced to earth, or right. you know, which right. brings to the reality hell on earth. Now, I do like that for every one demon we got two angels. Yeah. I like that. But... That you know the angel army would or, or what do you want to call them? It's a lot of them. Yeah. So the demonic forces are pretty big numbers, but we live in a big earth. Yep. But then I got to go there, and I go, well, I believe in that. Right. But when I I'm go there, you. now I'm I got now I got to go. What's their motivation? I know they love chaos. Right. Confusion. But what's their what's their, is it just? Well, we 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 only have even though while we have a history of of demons via the Bible. Yeah. Uh, what they do right. is very clear, is. and where they're limited is very clear. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, they torture people, sure. give them all kind of problems. I don't recall any cases where they abducted and, and carried people, somebody and off. People disappear. Well, you know what uh, you're saying? They will attack, but they're not subtle. And, 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 and they're limited, I guess. Yeah, and limited. This is Y'all, these are people vanishing into thin air, and nobody can find them. It, or does it go back to something that happens a lot of times? It is so simple, we're overlooking it. Now, I don't even know how to describe that, but you know what I mean. It, you know, it's like like Greg when he couldn't find the deer that time. Right, I got you. I, I mean, because um, they do say sometimes but they But we, cert- we did find the deer. We eventually. did, and that's the point. Yeah. Just like when they say sometimes we comb these areas, I'm talking about with a fine-tooth comb. Right. And we search and we search and we search. And then we come back, and the body's laying right where we should have seen it easily, almost like it was taken away and brought back. So, Remember those? Right. Let me Let me ask you this, too. And I'm, I know the authorities looked into the, all this, and there was no need to, to believe this. There was no money. There was no payoff in this. But you always have to say, well, was it just a, was it an inside job? Was it a murder? Right. And was this a story made up to cover that murder? In other words, he may have never gone hunting. Was he killed, you know? Buried somewhere else, and then the story it was all was a made, made up story. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, we do you know you have to put that on the table, and I still put that under extreme human behavior or EHB. Well, you must say this: we do know that hunting, and I'm putting quotes, accidents, right, many times are murders. You find out later somebody was messing somebody's wife, right? Somebody did something to somebody's brother. Some there was some kind being abused. There was some kind of run in, right? And everybody kept their hunting date like it was no big deal. Never brought any attention to it, right? And then killed these people. There is that. But again, you usually find people when the hunting party murders them. They just say it was an accident. Right. I mean, you could have killed either one of these guys and claimed it was a hunting accident. Right. If you had an agenda against them. If you, if, if the, if the murder comes unraveled, okay, if facts come up, if evidence comes up, you can explain a hunting accident. Gun went off. My bad. Right. You can't explain why you found him buried near the city dump. Right. And you got his insurance money. Right. And you lied to everybody. That's harder to – And we don't – To me – We don't have either one. If all of it comes apart, that would be 
difficult. And we don't have either one of those. And it, where the other, you go, oh, gun went off, you know, my bad. Shot him right out of the tree, you know. Right. Yeah, so, yeah they're tough. Um, so, so we're running out of time for our first ever RBU, by the way. Do you want to get into this other thing or, or table well, it for a, for a podcast to be named later? This, um, well, I, I, ju- I just want to ask you this got question time. We because got a, we this, got a few this is very strange. We when we first brought this up on the air, we got a, an email, and um, it, it was it was somewhat disturbing, Rick. Um, it was from a, a, a lady, and she seemed to, to know what she was talking about. And I'm gonna paraphrase a lot of this for time. She uh, she had to have a surgical procedure done. She went to a major metropolitan area to a renowned surgeon who was a uh, pioneer in the type of procedure that they had to have done. Uh, the doctor was also retired military. Um, they said that while being examined and initially meeting her, a conversation came up about unexplained happenings like UFOs, high-tech and sci-fi things. And uh, the doctor had indicated that that there has been a lot of breakthroughs and things that have happened that you know, really doesn't make sense. Um, they indicated that they believe from the conversation she also was a Christian, but she went on to talk about government secrets and extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial assistance with medical and tactical processes and appeared to know some firsthand things about this. And they thought it was kind of strange she was going into all this on the first time they'd visited. Well, they were there to get a procedure done, yeah. And uh, she even went as far as to show them pictures of prior surgeries that she and other doctors had performed where they removed computer chips from the, body, from the bodies of people who had unknowingly had them implanted in their bodies, either through surgeries or ingesting them without their knowledge. Well, hold on just a minute. Okay, you. Fo- all right. I know this sounds like we have gone totally coast to well, coast. Well, all, all the, the podcasts right. won't be on these kind of right. things, but this one, by, by, right. by golly, is. Yeah. All right, so you're telling me somebody was going to get a procedure. Yes, by a world-renowned surgeon. World-renowned surgeon, and in that process, the world-renowned surgeon and the team begin to discuss things about government and, and all of this, and then they begin to show pictures that sometimes when people come in, they re- end up removing chips from them that they did not even know were implanted in their body. Is that what you're saying? That is what Is that lady, what you just said that's what the on lady, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast? Yeah, that's what the lady said in her email. Now, she also indicated that the doctor seemed to think that there may even be some type of partnership between a higher form of uh, intelligence that might be passing through the galaxy. Now, I, kn- I know. I'm reading this, too, and okay. I'm going, you right. got to be kidding me, right? Um. So I, I I don't know what to make of it. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Of course, this would fall under our AE category, alien encounters. Um, I, I find all that very strange. So the government's not putting the chips in. Alien forces are, or some kind of cahoots thing. What are you saying? She's saying people came to uh. the doctor with a problem, and the doctor found the problem, and it was a chip, giving them some kind of discomfort. Um, I will say this, and we've talked about it on the air too. Uh, I, I, I have I have met some people and have a friendship over time with people who have worked at Area Fifty One. Here we go with Skunk Works. Okay, and this is what we know. We're not talking about what we don't know. We're talking about what we know. The U.S. military tested and built the SR seventy one Blackbird. We 
tested and built the stealth fighter. We tested and built the stealth bomber. In other words, our government and our military has to work on some things in secret. I don't have a problem with that. They need a place to do that, and I think a lot of that has gone on in Area 51. I think a lot of the sightings we've had of UFOs and all of this has been people catching a glimpse either accidentally or intentionally of the military testing some of this equipment. Don't have a problem with that. In other words, the stealth fighter didn't just show up in Panama, okay? We, yeah. we had to design it, test it, refine it, train in it, and all of that. So it, it took time for that to come about. And that person had told me directly in one of our conversations, I asked him, I said, look, I just want to know, there are, are there aliens there? And he told me if they were, he would know about it, and he didn't know of any. So I took him at his word for it. So I don't necessarily think that a flying saucer crashed in Roswell and we got equipment off of it to build the inertia guidance system so we could go to the moon. Okay, that's the bottom line. So that doesn't really wash, and that's somebody I knew and had a relationship with for many, many years. Different, I mean, that would be different to what this email is saying, and who knows? I mean, this could be crazy people talking about crazy people. We don't know. I don't know the lady that sent it, and I certainly don't know the doctor. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's disturbing, and we still have two hunters that disappeared, Rick. We can't figure out what happened to them. So we close out. Episode one of Rick and Bubba University, and and I will tell you that um, I think this is the way you're supposed to enter the podcast world with these kind of topics. It won't always be this type of stuff. No, 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 no. But this is the place we go for inside stuff. Not that these things, some of them will be show worthy, but, yeah. but sometimes they won't be show worthy or we don't think that's the format for it. There'll be something we bring up in passing like we did with the, uh, you know, the 411 and we'll unpack it in greater detail, but. What do you think happened to those hunters? In my opinion. Give me some kind of guess on the way out. Some kind of guess. I won't hold you to it. I believe that those hunters, if we looked into it, they staged their own disappearance for some reason. And that was their their opportunity to disappear. You know, I I would have to agree with you. I was thinking the same thing. Were you really? Okay. Either that or an inside murder job. But there's really no motivation for that. There's something we don't know on both of them. I'm not talking about all of them. Right. I mean, just the first Because I think there's other explanations. We're, we're looking at the very basic yeah. ones. Right I, believe your, I believe your weirdo serial killer explains the guy that his stuff kept showing up everywhere. I believe he was taken out by some really weird, I, strange people. I do, too. And then they, they were playing the games game, with this they stuff. They started yeah. putting stuff back. But these yeah. two who vanished. Because they like that mental game. The ones know? who vanished. Kind if of a, and if you watch the son when he's being interviewed about his dad, just pay attention to his interview. Everybody's in on it, and they helped these people disappear for a reason we don't know. They were old. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he even had maybe a vision problem with one of his mm-hmm. eyes, if mm-hmm. I remember right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know what Greg would say? Maybe his old lady was gnawing on him. And Who he wanted, knows? He wanted Who to knows? spend his final years in peace. Look, I understand. But, uh, but the, uh, and then the other guy who was younger with the knee thing, I think he was in his 50s. Uh, or whatever, I think that he's got some issue nobody knows about, and he vanished. Well, I, I leave that show scratching my head, and I'm sorry we don't have the answers today. But we'll we gave you some theories. But we're still asking questions, and look, we've put forward a few theories and a few categories here. Maybe we can fill in the, you know, we got the, we got the lines drawn. Maybe we can color them in one day when more information becomes available.
Thank you for joining us on Episode 1 of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.